On this week's show, Sheppard United coach Marcel Nemani on bouncing back after their FA Cup disappointment. Great week for us, particularly following the disappointment that we had from the FA Cup. Welling United manager Steve Lovell feeling chipper as his side start to move up the table. I think still a few more I could I could add to the squad, but we're in a much better position now. Uh, after the first three weeks of the season. Um... But disappointment for Dover, off minus 12, but then well beaten at Eastleigh. All the time you're tippy-tapping, going backwards and forwards and sideways and going back to your goalkeeper, and then lose it, you're too open. And we were far too open, simple as that. Hello everyone and welcome to take two of this week's episode of your Kent Only podcast. A new more grown-up affair. Oh, who am I kidding? Nothing's changed here. We've got three interviews for you this week after another packed programme of fixtures where undoubtedly the biggest celebrations over the weekend were on Saturday as Matt's beloved Dover finally got off minus 12. Let's see if he's still feeling so chipper 96 hours on, shall we? Uh, I am John Phipps who had an absolutely fantastic weekend and birthday. And on the line now is Mr. Minus 11 himself, the one and only, the only man I know who would forget to record the start of the podcast. It's Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad. I'm resigned to it now, John, so we're just going to move on um, and forget about it. But at least we're not on minus uh, 11. But more importantly, how was your birthday away? 40 years of age. Um, how was it? It was wonderful. Uh, it was it was a, a brilliant, brilliant weekend. Uh, we had a, a really good time. I had lots of lovely presents, lots of lovely gifts. Um, I had I've got stocks of beer coming out of my ears here, uh, <laughs> thanks to you uh, and others, Mr. Gerard. But yes, that was very unexpected and very kind of you. Um, and then I also had a really wonderful video message put together by uh, by my other half, including some clown with a non-league paper who was in a caravan somewhere. It looked like. The action was good though, wasn't it? So I had to go and find a non-league paper, and all in the middle of nowhere, that was difficult to find. So um, yeah, so I, I thought it was very well acted. So um, but yeah, yeah. So I followed the script as well, didn't I? You did, yeah. I mean, the video was the best part of twenty minutes long. I didn't, re- I didn't realise I was that popular to be honest. But um, but yeah, a lot of people were over the, uh, the the twenty to thirty second time limit they were set. But you, Matt, you were short and sweet. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was very nice, a very nice surprise. So I was uh, I was I was really touched by by everything. To be honest, I had lots of lovely presents. I'm going to Berlin uh, is my is my main present. We're going to see my favourite band, uh, and that is a big bit of sacrifice uh, for Haley, who uh, is not a fan. But uh, yeah, Berlin, we're going to. Uh, you, you've been to Berlin, haven't I've you? Be, I've been to Berlin. Yeah, I, I had a weekend when I watched football over there. Um, and I have to say, if you can get to the stadium, I don't necessarily go go in. If you come on, because the architecture around it is amazing. It's probably one of the best stadiums I've been to because it's still the same sort of shell outside as it was, you know, you see from the the 1936 Olympics with Jesse Owen. So if you can, you can wander around it. It's just an amazing state. And Berlin's a really nice place. It's a, it's, it's a hipster place. So I went there a few years ago, but it's really nice wandering around in a cafe. So, yeah, you'll have a great How time. did you fit in a hipster place like that? Uh, yeah, well, that was my hipster stage when I was watching Borussia Dortmund. So <laughs> uh, on that phase from there, but that, that was the um, from there. But yeah, your wife's a big fan of that band. She, she's looking forward to it. She knows all the words. Well, yeah, not she knows wife. none of the words, and yeah. she's not my wife. Although, exactly, uh, yeah. according to one of my presents last week, she is uh, because there was a present. I don't know who sent it, Matthew Gerard, uh, which put her name oh, and yes. my name together. I congratulated her. I had no idea she'd got married to me. Uh, I didn't know her surname, so I didn't want to keep bothering her. <laughs> uh, information so that's why i put it on there so um did that, yes. might, well, you did, that didn't give her, her or yourself any ideas 
well, I didn't have any ideas. I was like, I was like, what, what idiot sent this? And then I opened it, and I was like, oh right, that idiot. Yeah. So hey. um, but yeah, um, incidentally, I've just looked up uh, Philip Brave uh, my weekend in Berlin. Her, they're at home to uh, Leipzig. Um, so I won't be going to that. That's for certain. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we're really looking forward to that. It's a few months away yet, but plenty of time to look forward to it. But uh, yeah, really excited. A really lovely weekend. Uh, stayed in some in some lovely places. Uh, we so we stopped in Swanage on Thursday, um, and then we drove down to Falmouth on Friday. Uh, stayed there for three nights, and then came back on Monday via Lyme Regis. Have you ever been to Lyme Regis, Matt? It's Dorset, is it? It is in Dorset, uh, but it I is. I, I, just, I think it's rocky. Is it rocky there? I just think it's rocky. Well, the thing was, when we drove down into it, we said, oh, it's like Broadstairs, this, because the high street is so similar, down a little hill and everything like that. And then when you, but then you get down to the beach, and the beach is just massive. Loads of restaurants alongside it. Most of the beach is stones. And then right down the far end, there's one bit that's sand. And it, it was brilliant. It was, it was such a lovely spot. It was... Probably, if you'd lived there, mate, it would be a better version of Broadstairs, but but you didn't. So um, well, you know, I like my Broadstairs, but and restaurants on the thing. That's well, that's good to see. That's good to see. So, well, I will add that to the list, really. So. Yes, it, honestly, definitely worth it. It's not too far off the A35, so it wasn't much of a detour for us. So, um, so yeah, really, really good, uh, and we had a fantastic time. But back to reality now. I'm already doing breakfast and everything like that. So, did you have a busman's holiday? Did you say to them, "Oh, I wouldn't cook the sausages like that"? I didn't have anything to do with it. The, the first people knew we were B&B owners and yeah. they'd actually looked up all our reviews and everything like that. The second ones didn't know, but we uh, we chatted to them and it was all uh, uh, and, and it was fine. And um, yeah, it was it was we picked up a few things that we'd like to introduce. Oh, and oh, then we also good. looked at some other, we also looked at some other things and thought, no, you're doing that wrong. So, you know, it was uh, a, what was the one you had? What would you what would you take from them to? The main thing, the main thing really is just improving the way that we do, that we do some things like we, because we take the breakfast orders the night before, um, but our forms are a bit shouty, if you ask me, and, and they're all, their form, forms are all a bit more kinder and calmer. So we're going to look to redesign those. Uh, and one other thing we're going to do is um, jamming ramekins rather than out of plastic um, sachets. That was another decision that we made. So. But yeah, it was good. It was a really good, uh, really good break, and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Well, I did, of course, keep up with the football. Uh, it's our 182nd episode this week, and that can only lead us to Blink 182, a band who I listened to a lot in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, their live album is amazing, not just for the songs, but also for the crude juvenile comedy that comes over 29 tracks following the music. The reason for the 182 apparently is just a random number that they decided upon because there was already an Irish band called Blink who told them they would sue them if they didn't change their name. I'm guessing, Matt, that most of the work of Blink-182 has completely escaped your attentions. Is that Chocolate Starfish? What, no? Is that, wasn't it, didn't they have a, bat, a song called Chocolate Starfish, Blink-182? I don't know. I've not heard of that one. Is there somebody who's had a Chocolate Starfish? Is that, is that, is that some... That's Limp Biscuit you're thinking of there, Matt. Ah, see, see, there you go. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't know any of their songs. Oh, well, What's My Age Again is a good song. Uh, and uh, All the Small Things... Uh, plenty oh, of others. Small things. That's them. Right, Very yeah, good. Yeah, I know that one. But I if again, if they walked past me and said, "Here's ten points to help Dave with that," I wouldn't know who they were. Would you take the ten points though? I'm taking anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't think everybody quite heard that. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 carry on. Move on. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. We'll come to Dover in a bit, shall we, my friend? Yeah. Uh, because we're going to start this week's show with a bit of a scaffold slash FA Vars hybrid of an interview that, as I speak to you right now, 
hasn't yet taken place. Uh, technology, though, means that this will all sound as seamless as this nonsense ever usually does. Progress in a tricky tie in the FA Vars. And top of the league after a 4-0 win over Lords, but it's been a good week for Sheppey United. That's a continuation of a solid start to the season for the Ites, and I'm soon to catch up with first-team coach Marcel Nemani to discuss it all. So here goes. Yeah, great week for yeah, great week for us, particularly following the disappointment of the you know that we had from the FA Cup, the home FA Cup defeat that we have at Marlow. So uh, I thought we reacted well to that, and yeah, we've overcome that quite well now. So we can focus on the Vars League, and obviously on Saturday we'll start the focus also on the Ken Senior Trophy. When it comes to, to, to going out of the FA Cup, that obviously is a disappointment, but you were never going to win that. But then you move on to the FA Vars, and, and what are your ambitions for that? Yeah, of course, you never go into the FA Cup to win, but you also, uh, you know, you also realise the impact that a good run the FA Cup brings into you. you know, we experienced a little bit of success last year, and uh, personally, I was mostly disappointed that we lost that game. Not necessarily out of football reasons, but it was more to do with out of football characteristics. You know, that's what I found the most disappointing. It was quite a disappointing game and disappointing way that we lost that game. But um, in terms of the Vars, uh, the Vars gives you a different perspective because. Um, being a step five team, or particularly one of the strongest in your step five league, it kind of gives you a good chance because that's high as the team that comes in that level, and it gives you a good chance to, to flex your muscles and see where you, you know you can test yourself against teams similar step level to you, and see what you can do really. And that was a tricky tie for you down in Eastbourne, wasn't it? Yes, the journey there was a bit of a challenge. We arrived quite late, despite some of the you know arrangements that we made. We still arrived quite late, but. Um, we asked the players to be professional, you know, we, we had a little report on them and we prepared them on Tuesday and a Thursday for them. They had a friendly and then we set up in a friendly in the way that we wanted to do on Saturday and then we had a training session and I thought the plan was well executed on Saturday. And then you moved on on Tuesday night and, and obviously Lordswood not having the best start to the season but, but you put them to the sword, so to speak, and a really good win and, and a starring performance from Jack Midson. Yeah, obviously we've got to play Lordswood. We played Lordswood during that lockdown tour, so we got to know Lordswood quite well. And it's a completely different side to the one that we did play. But nonetheless, you know, some of the characteristics still remained in the side. And it was a good evening for us. It was a good evening against a side that worked really hard. And particularly in the second half, they came out well organised and it made it even more difficult for us in the second half. But um, again, similar to Saturday... A well-executed plan, I thought. And looking at the league table, you're level on points with, with Glebe at the top and you've got Chatham lurking behind, Irith and Belvedere. This is far from a two-horse race that people thought it might be, isn't it? I knew, right at the beginning of the season, I thought it would be a five-horse race. I thought there would be five teams into it. I think one's kind of drifted to the one that I thought, um, but I still think I'm quite you know, quite strong in my opinion about this. I think there's going to be four teams all the way up to the last month. And I think around the last month, will be the difference between one of the sides. How much of a boost has it been for you that you've, you've played only one of the other teams who, who's going to be right up there probably and you've beaten them? That that game against Chatham was a massive boost for you, surely? Of course it was, yeah. It was a boost within, in terms of within ourselves and also it raised it because I'm aware that you know the reputation that we grew over this time, particularly that we lost a few of the players. You know, it's quite disappointing at the time, but we've managed to rebuild and during that rebuild that we had, I am aware of some of the, you know, the, the reputation, some of the comments that you know been going around about the Sheppey and the, you know their future ambition for this season. But um, so yeah, I suppose we managed to restore ourselves a little bit in that specific game. But 
it's so early on, you know, it's so early on. By the time we get to the end of the season, what you will probably find is that three points that we got against Chatham, it probably won't mean as much as, you know, it means now. So early on and the focus remains still in the league. How hard is it at the moment? I mean, looking at your fixtures ahead, it's all different competitions and, and you know, one game here, one game there. Is it difficult to focus from a management side of, of things when you've got all these different cups on the go? Uh, you would think it's not actually, no, I wouldn't say it's difficult to focus, but what we do is we just try to focus one game at the time. So prepare for the opponent equally, we'll focus one game at a time and we just tend to enjoy each game as it comes along. So as long as we keep the focus on one game at a time, you know, uh, that, that helps us. So it's, it, I wouldn't say it's as confusing, but we, by focusing on one game at a time, that's how we manage it. And obviously you've already mentioned you started your Kent Senior Trophy campaign at, at the weekend in, in the first round possible and you've not even finished last year's or the previous one yet, but I guess you'd like to go as far as you can and, and give your fans a cup final. Yeah, it's quite strange because we still haven't actually quite completed the last time the competition. You know, we actually reached the final. Um, but I, by going to the final, I still remember that was my first season at the club. By going to the final, and I remember the process of going to the final, you know, the excitement that we got out of it, the experience, the buzz they brought around the changing rooms. And knowing what it brings, we're actually quite keen to try and replicate the same thing again. And we managed to do that by rotating the squad the first time round. And it, it is, you know, a principle we were trying to apply this time round as well. It gives other players a good opportunity. We have got the squad to rotate around. And it helps keep the players fit as well. You know, the fitter the, the squad is, the more effective they are when they come on as substitution later on in the season in the league as well. And just finally, you're very lucky at Sheppey to have a brilliant fan base. And I guess you'd, you'd like to, you know, give some appreciation for them because they've already helped you out this season, haven't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's my third year at the club now. And when you work and obviously coach and work in the club, support as Sheppard, you really, you know, learn and realise the importance of having a good fan base. We have a club that represents an identity of the club. Not only motivates you as a coach, to, you know, to try and do the very, the preparer side, for the, you know, for the fans, but you also realise the impact the fans have on the pitch. And you, in big games in particular, you're able to really see the impact they have on the performance. So, uh, yeah, it's really encouraging when you have a fan base like ours. Uh, well, Matt, obviously we don't know what he said there, but Sheppard, you've got to be happy with how things are shaping up at the moment. A perfect hat-trick from Jack Midson in the win over Lordswood on Tuesday night. And there were a few murmurs around before the season started. They've hit the ground running and they've already got that win over Chatham in the bag. A, a good start. Very good start. Jack Midson, when we saw him in that game, um, you know, he is, 39, 40. Still absolute class act. Um, and that's a good, you know, Lordswood struggling a little bit, but they seem to be really a solid side at home putting them to, to bed. So that's a really good result. And I think it was a fantastic interview you did then. Of course. And Marcel Namani, of course, a very uh, passionate man about, about everything that they do. Jack Midson, by the way, was 38 the day after my birthday. So he's uh, right. but yeah, still going strong. But, um, you know, they've got good people at Sheppey United. And and it is one of those where, yes, they may be spending the, the odd penny here and there. And, and, and I don't think they would deny that. I mean, there has been the interview um, that was done before the season started where they said they'd probably have a smaller budget if they got promoted. But they are doing things the right way. They've got the 3G pitch there. They've got they've got a good supporter base. And, and that's the most important thing at that level. You know, 292 people there on Tuesday night. It's, it's, that, that, that's impressive, isn't it? Oh, that's a really good gate. There were some cracking gates in the scaffold last night. So, yeah, we know what, that, what they can, the supports. Um, 
well worked in the community uh, and it's working in their favour. And after they beat uh, Chatham, would you put them as favourites to go up? Arguably, maybe they are at the moment, but you know, Glebe's still marching on, but it's going to be competitive, but they'll definitely be up there. And, and with Midson, you've always got people who are, you know, a class act, you know, even at 38, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, we have said top of the league, Sheffield United. They are actually second on goal difference uh, from Glebe, uh, who they've both got 19 points from seven games. Everything Belvedere third uh, with 15 from five, Deal Town 15 from seven. Town 15 from seven. Chatham Town have 12 from five. Uh, so there's still a long way to go. Chatham obviously got two games in hand. But the key thing is for, for Sheppey United that they've got points on the board. And, and it's one of those things where you always want to have the points on the board because you never know what's going to happen further down the line. And they've got a good, solid squad, a good, solid fan base. They're doing everything right. They are an Isthmian League club in waiting, aren't they? I think I was trying to think where they have ever been. They probably have been in there. Isthmian League before, but I can't remember it for a while. But yeah, they get the infrastructure right behind the scenes. You mentioned the 3G, which probably brings in a lot of money for them as well. Brings them back to the community. I think they'll be disappointed. Probably he's probably said in that interview if they do, if they're not in the top two, to at least have a chance to get promoted. So, um, but yeah, uh, and I suppose the, the Vars would they be one of the favourites to win that as well? Probably. You know, people won't want to come down to Sheffield. I wouldn't have thought so. I think they've got a good, probably a good chance in that to go look, look quite away in there. That's the thing. I mean, that's got to be something they're looking at. They've played in the Southern League. Um, Southern before, League, yeah. Probably not necessarily the Isthmian, probably but, over, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but one of the founder members of the Southern League, Sheffield United. But I think that was a that was a big test for them um, on on Saturday in the FA Vars at Eastbourne. I think you know it certainly could have been a an easier tie for them because it, they're one of the better sides in the division, and they've gone down there. Only 1-0, but it doesn't matter, does it? They, they've won that game and they've got themselves through. And, you know, it is one of those things. The FA Vars is important. You want to do well. But where do you draw the line? Can can Sheffield United, and I'll probably ask myself this, can they compete on both those fronts? Because that's what they desperately want to do. It's a good question, uh, to be honest. Um, you always think that these sides are this win. What is more important, getting into the Isthmian or getting to Wembley for the Vars? Probably getting promoted but if you if if you get you know get into the competition after christmas you probably think well we've got to have a chance in that as well um again, and the things with with that competition as well if you're a Sheppard united or a chatham town you are trying to get promoted this season or a glebe you're trying to get promoted this season and you never want to be in the scaffold again so is this your one chance to get into wembley is this your one shot so i suppose that's where the difficulty lies isn't it because if you are going to be winning the league or second in the league and going up through the playoffs next season, you're not going to have this opportunity. Uh, and I think that's where you have to really consider if you, if, if you can go for both, then I think you've got to. Yeah, I think, yeah, the players would want to definitely do it, you know, promotion and maybe a trip to Wembley as well with, with something on your CV you'd want. So yeah, I, I, I think if they got knocked out of Eastbourne, they will probably wouldn't be disappointed, but if you get to the quarterfinals, get knocked out, it probably hurts a little bit more. So um, I'm sure it'll be in the back of their mind. They might have a good chance in that competition. Yeah, it's normally a northern-based competition, isn't it? But we saw before that you know Deal went far, quite far. Corinthians have gone quite far. You know, there's not you know the Scaffold is is a, is a strong competition, which a lot of clubs up north probably don't want to play these uh, our sides. I suppose you look at it as well from, from a from a fan's point of view. Of course, they want to be promoted. But if I'm offering you in March, you're in the FA Trophy quarterfinals, and I'm saying to you, right, you can go all the way in that, but you're going down. What are you going to pick? 
we're going down anyway. So um, um, <laughs> I would have thought I, I'd love to see him at Wembley. So you probably take that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd like that. That would like, yeah. Before I, um, you know, give up, I think I'd like to see them at Wembley. So as we saw, we saw with Bromley that, um, it, it, yeah, and it'll bring the club together a little bit, which would be quite good. So, yeah, it's probably I'd probably take. Yeah, I'd probably take Wembley. Um, I was able to staying up. Yeah, go on. I'll take Wembley, please. <laughs> Uh, so the FA Vars then, looking back over it generally, went very well. 25 matches played in total involving scaffold teams. 20 scaffold teams go through. That's pretty good. Uh, so Friday night, Canterbury City beat FCM said 5-0. And on Saturday, Tower Hamlets beat Ballam 2-1. Beersted Neil Fisher 1. Billingshurst Neil Forest Hill Park 3. Croydon were victorious on penalties after a 3-3 draw with Broadbridge Heath. Uh, Crawley down Gatwick 3, Lewisham Borough 1, Eastbourne Town nil, Sheffield United 1, as we've already heard. Eastbourne United nil, Bryden Ropes 3. Bad That's, week for Eastbourne. Yeah, very bad week. Uh, but good result that for Bryden Ropes, a team in a step above. Uh, Irith Town 2, SC Thamesmead nil. It was Greenways 2, Lidtown 2, Greenways winning on penalties. Uh, K-Sports nil, Beckenham 5, Larkfield Newhithe 2, Epsom nil 3, Lingfield 1, Irith and Belvedere 2, Lordswood beat Storrington Community 4-0. Faversham Strike Force were knocked out 1-0 by Loxwood. Wellingtown were 4-3 winners at Oakwood. Rochester United overcame Hollands and Blair. Another little upset there. 3-2 that one finished. It was Russell nil, Crow Athletic 2. Stansfeld beat Bagshot 3-1. Staples Monarchs beat Sporting Bengal United 3-2. It was Sutton Athletic 4, New Haven 2. Tunbridge Wells beat Roffey on penalties after a 1-1 draw. And Snodland won 2-1 at Westside. And then on Sunday, Cogsville United won Glebe 3. And Tooting Beck went out losing 3-0. At home to Jersey Bulls. Uh, any results there stand out for you, Matt? You said a bad weekend for for Eastbourne, but I suppose Rochester United, that's a cracking result for them yeah. beating Hollands and Blair. Really good result for them from there. Um, my mate Bradley Baker scored again. I see Simon Walton scored for for Greenways. It's not the Simon Walton, is it? He used to fly around the houses because he knows where it is. So he was at Maidstone, wasn't he? Yeah, so it could be. Um, anything on that? Uh, I'm trying to think the other score. Yeah, yeah, we expected them to do well. Um, I bet Tunbridge Wells were a little bit scary going to penalties against Roffey, but they managed to get through. So, um, and a good result for Snodland as well. So, yeah, so we, well, shows the quality that we've got sides going through. So, delighted for that. Going back to the scaffold, so I have to say, Deal were doing really well in the division. This year, and they had a gate of 326 against Kennington, which is absolutely tremendous. And I'm sure Steve King was... I'd like a dog with two bits after that. He's proud with attendances and also delighted where his team in the league. So well done, Steve. Yes, and uh, that was their first home win of the season, wasn't it, for Deal? Yep. So uh, yep. a really important result for them. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, they're, they're doing. You know, the waveforms were really good, but keeping clean sheets. Keeper Tompkins, who was a bit of a penalty expert, saved a pen as well. So yeah, really pleased with Deal. They're doing really well. Fantastic gate, three hundred and twenty-six. So um, carry on like that, they get more than Dover. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just run through the scaffold results very, very quickly for them. For there were some league games on Saturday as well, so we will start with them uh, when I can find them on my screen. Uh, so it's Chatham Town three, Holmesdale nil, and Deal Town won three nil at Punjab United on Saturday in the Premier Division. In the first division it was Kent Football United three, Chesterton Hook nil, uh, and then on Tuesday night. Matt's already mentioned Deal Town's 2-0 win over Kennington. It was Irith and Belvedere 2, Punjab United 0, Glebe 2, Tunbridge Wells 0, Hollands and Blair 0, Beerster 3, Sheppey United 4, Lordswood 0, as we've already heard. Uh, Deal Town, their first goal, incidentally, of the week uh, on Tuesday night, scored by Tom Chapman, uh, who's joined from Ramsgate. A, a fantastic signing, that one. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he's been at Ramsgate a long time. I think does his brother play? Does he used to play for Deal? I think there's some sort of link in there. So yes, yeah, scored on his um, scored on his debut. Yeah, that really good result. And I see Jamie Philpot. That's what Jamie Philpot did. Another goal for Glebe. Absolute goal machine, and and what a start to the season he's had. It's uh, mm. it's been fantastic. So um, yes, it's 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 all going really really well. Um, mm. For 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 Glebe, as we said, top of the table, uh, perfect start for them. Well, they've drawn a game, so it's not quite the perfect start, but you. You know what I mean, everybody. Uh, the fixtures this weekend in the scaffold then. Uh, well, actually, before that, there are some games on Wednesday night, which are too late to get in the show. But then on Saturday, the Kensington Trophy starts for Staples Monarchs at home to Chatham Town, Sheppey United at home to Rochester United. Uh, then in the Premier Division, it's Deal Town against Sirius and Belvedere, Gleeber at home to Hollands and Blair, Homestead against Canterbury City, Kennington against Wellingtown, Punjab United against K-Sports, Tunbridge Wells against Crowborough. And then in the First Division, Brighton Ropes at home to Faversham Strike Force. It's FC Elms against Chesterton and Hook. Greenways against Meridian VP. Kenfoot United against Forest Hill Park. Larkfield and New Hyde at home to Stansfeld. Lewis and Barra host Croydon. It's Tooting Beck against Lidtown. Westside against SC Thamesmead. Then Tuesday, Beersted host Sutton Athletic in the Kent Senior Trophy. And then on Wednesday, Tower Hamlets against Lordswood. Irith Town against Fisher and Irith and Belvedere against Charlton. Athletic under 23s. Um, so it's a bit stop start at the moment with a lot of yeah, cup yeah, competitions yeah. involved um, for, for these teams because it's back to the Vars as well on Saturday and, and you know, it's, it's on the following Saturday. And it, and it is all, it's just a little bit bitty. And, and as you always say with the scaffold, it, you can never really tell until a certain point how things are going to pan out, can you? Yeah, I was looking at Sheppey, I mean, the next league game will be they're not, they're, again, is that a disappointment they play? I know the Kent F. Can we try and sponsor the Kent FA Senior Trophy? I think we've tried to sponsor a lot of things, mate. Yeah, we haven't yeah, got very far, mate. Sheppey's next league game will be not even there. I thought it would be then on the second tw- of October. Second of yeah. October. So, yeah. I don't know. Again, we've got a lot of time for Matt Panton and he does the fixtures. So there must be a reason that they've got games like that um, on a Saturday rather than a midweek. But um, yeah, just, yeah, it is a bit stop start now. We, it's going to be a time that certain teams are going to play a lot more, isn't it? So, but I'm sure the top will be, you know sort of make it you'll notice the sides at the top rather than the middle maybe a little bit different with the games being played absolutely uh, let's move on then to the national league south the fa cup uh, is in focus for our national league south teams this weekend uh, at this stage last season welling united were on the end of an upset beaten by sheppard united and after a tough start to the campaign wings for steve lovell has overseen an upturn in results in recent weeks and they host harrow borough this weekend in the cup but before discussing that matt put to steve lovell that the division at the moment is a very very strong one yes matt it is it's um really competitive i think it always has been but in recent times especially uh, after the, 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 the recent times that we've had, I think um, clubs realising that they're, they're putting a lot more resources into it and there's an opportunity of moving up the leagues. And, um, you know, especially in the, the Conference South, now there's a few full-time uh, full-time sides uh, training uh, three or four mornings a week and uh, spending the money to um, to give it a go. And But, you know, it's not all about that, Matt, but it, it, is, it is strong. It's a very strong league this year and... Uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge for us um, going forward. That, that challenge is, you know, you know, we played two home games, picked up four points after say, a couple of disappointing results. Are you settling on a squad now? Are you bringing players in? I know players are coming and going as well. Is it trying to get a settled squad? 
Yeah, it is, and that's, that, that was the reason I think for the, the first um, couple of games of the season why we we weren't gelling because we we didn't have really the squad to to work with, and and we I always knew we'd be three or four weeks behind everybody else because of putting the squad together. Uh, I don't know how many players we had in the summer trialing out, and uh, and it was tough to get a squad that you know actually we could we could work with. Uh, I, I think we're 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 not still there 100. percent I think it's still a few more I could I could add to the squad, but we're in a much better position now uh, after the first three weeks of the season. Um, and as you say, we've we've picked up a couple of uh, good performances, a good good points, um, and hopefully we can take that on now from uh, from Saturday onwards. Yeah, you say about players. It, it, are there players out there? Are there players that? Have- gone out of the league and trying to get back in is is there an abundance of players out there than the normal and there's quite a few players out there but then again it's uh, what it is it, it's it comes down to resources and finances um and you know the, the ones who are coming out of league football obviously are going to go to the the clubs who can that can pay them the most um we're in a position where you know our budget is um you know we've got to be very very tight with it and i understand that and and I've always um, always worked within the budgets that, that the club give us. And that's, you know, you can't do any more than that. So there's a certain level of players that we can go for. Um, and, but there are players out there. We've, we've got players in and, and, and my squad is decent. It's very young, very young squad. But, um, you know, we're working with them. We've got them in two mornings a week now, um, obviously, which helps. And, um, you know, that will only help us going forward. So your 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 training. So it's not evening training. It is morning training now, is it? Or as well as a bit yeah, of yeah, yeah, morning training, Matt. We we've got them in. Um, you know, we have a couple of hours with them every Tuesday morning and Thursday morning, which, you know, from a fitness point of view and a tactical point of view, obviously helps. Uh, before we came, we were, the boys were only playing uh, training one evening a week, uh, which didn't fit in with everybody because obviously with work and that you won't get the full group. But because my my group are young and. Um, they, um, you know, have come from a lot of come from league clubs. They, they're not doing too much during the day, so we can get them in in the morning and spend a couple, of, a couple of hours with them. I suppose it's trying trying to find a rough diamond out there, I suppose, as well for the club as well to to sell on yeah. and and attract other players, seeing what you can do with them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a lot of my players are on contract now, so you know, because of that, um, we're very young and there's, there's a lot of um, talent with our our squad. It's just putting it all together, making them play as a team. Uh, work together and, and improve them individually as well as collectively. Yeah, yeah. So big week, well, big couple of weeks where you got Dartford coming up in the league a week on Saturday. And Harrow Borough, which is a, a potential potential banana skin in the in the FA Cup, they've had a mixed bag of results. But you know, last year Willing went out the cup. This stage, they don't want to. Do, you don't want that to happen again, really, is it? No, you weren't. No, def- definitely not. Definitely not. You know, it's a big uh, big game for us Saturday. Um, but if we can, you know, continue doing what we've been doing the last uh, two or three weeks. Then uh, we shouldn't have a problem, but you know it's always a it's a big uh, it's a cup final for them. They're coming to us, they're the underdogs, uh, whereas we've been the underdogs most probably for most most of the games so far this season. Um, but you know they come here with um, nothing to to lose and everything to gain. So it's, we've got to be on our on our best metal. And um, obviously I know from uh, the past experiences that. Um, You've got to be at it or from the start, otherwise you could have problems. You didn't have a league game last week, but I think you had a London Senior Cup. So you've been using those like, like a league game playing with the players, was it? Well, we've given uh, some of the other boys, um, we had a friendly in the week as well. So, you know, some of the boys who haven't been playing regularly, we, we played them. 
and give them opportunities to show uh, show us what they can do. Uh, I wasn't at the game Saturday. I went to watch. Uh, I went to watch Starford actually. Um, watch them play against Tunbridge. Um, so you know, it was another win. So it, it got us through, and um, you know, it only breeds confidence when you keep winning games. You look at the, so going back to that Kent sort of link. You know, Maidstone, Dartford, uh, top of the table. Good for Kent football, but you know, at the moment, it's a very strong uh, Maidstone and Dartford, isn't it? Particularly Dartford. Yeah, they've had a really good start uh, to the season, and um, uh, to be fair, watching the game on Saturday, I think anybody who was at the game, you know, they would have, would have said that Tunbridge really done done really well against them, and were unlucky most probably not to get the win. Um, so, you know, it, it, in this league, anybody can beat anybody. It uh, only depends what happens on the day. Um, so you've got to make sure that you you give it your best shot, and uh, you don't know what will happen. He's in good form there, Steve Lovell. Um, Matt, as I said, there had a difficult start, didn't they, with, with, with some disappointing results, and we kind of feared for them a little bit. But they, they seem to have turned the corner. And and he's the sort of man who never gets too carried away, does he, Steve Lovell? No, it's more interesting to come out that they, they, they're training full, sort of you know, sort of semi full time on that in the mornings, which makes a lot of things in. He's brought a few players in, young, hungry squad. Um, you know, they did start pretty badly. You know, only part of the season. I think you text me when they're. Three and around about ten minutes against St Albans, aren't they? So I thought it'd be a long season. They picked up some good results. Um, it's a shame that they, you know, haven't played a couple of games. But interesting that it, rather than I don't think the Kent London Senior Cup not really as interesting. Went and watched Dartford against Tunbridge to get some uh, scouting on. Yeah, but I think um, you know, you know, we're going to get from Steve Lovell. He knows a lot about football at this level. Knows about players, and I think for Welling, you know, you know, they get a good, you know, hardcore five hundred each week. That maybe. It, you're going to try and find some money in by finding one of these rough diamonds who can then move up the levels. And Steve Lovell's a manager who can definitely um, help players do that. Yes, and you know he's he's a man who 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 knows the sort of player that he wants. I think, and and I think he's getting there now. And it was very interesting when he said in there, you know, we're in better shape than we were a couple of weeks ago, and and, and we've got everything going in the right direction. And, and you know he's, he's he's doing everything that he can, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's going to be a tough season for them. I would have thought. But um, he wants to be involved in football and well in. I think if, I mean, I, you know, I don't want them to sort of, you know, think I'm putting them down here. But I think if they finish 14th, 15th, that's a good season for them where they've been over the last couple of seasons. Not, you know, with the players that maybe they've lost and the, the sort of ups and downs they've had. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty confident they can do it. It'll be interesting to see when they play again, massive game in the FA Cup this week, as he said. It's important after last year when they went out to Sheppey, I think it was at this right stage, you know, the lack of money and where, where the club was, they can go and do it. And a cup run will be absolutely imperative for them if they can do that. Because, you know, back in the day, Welling were a bit of a cup side as well. So if they can do that, uh, good luck to him. But yeah, it's good to see him back in the game and good to see him chipper as well because he's a good guy on Steve Lovell. Yeah, funny enough, you talk about Welling in the FA Cup. Now, this is a, a very personal thing that not many people remember, but... Uh, I think it's been discussed before in a roundabout way, but obviously I used to be a Gillingham supporter when I was a child. Uh, in 1990, uh, they Gillingham played well in the FA Cup. Oh, right. Uh, and at the, the time, my dad's cousin, distant, fairly distant, well, not that distant cousin, uh, Phil Hanford was playing for Welling. So my mum and dad arranged for me to be the mascot at that game. Uh, Gillingham against Welling and it finished nil-nil and then in the replay Welling United knocked out Gillingham and Steve Lovell is a man who's been on the end of some cup upsets in his time at Gillingham so he'll be very keen to avoid that banana skin against Haribara. Is there any pictures of you in 
being a, spon- a mascot. There must be one somewhere, yeah. I'll have to dig it out for you and you only. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Would, he wouldn't. He's a bit too. He wasn't playing in ninety. No, he'd have been a bit later. He'd have finished by then, wouldn't he? So. No, I don't. Yeah, would he been playing for the Jules nineteen ninety? Level. I imagine that he would have been. Yeah. Uh, that's not the Steve Lovell I was looking for. Um, that, that's the one he used to play for Bashley. Steve Lovell was in his in his pomp in nineteen ninety. He must have been in that team in nineteen ninety. You probably uh, worshipped him from the terraces. Yeah, I, I probably did actually. Yeah, I definitely um, would have been there. I think that was, yeah, it, I, I'm sure he would have played in that game when I was mascot. Uh, what? How many, well, I was eight, so 32 years ago. Crikey, or 31? No, it was 1989-90. So yeah, 32 years ago. And I'm sure Steve, I'm sure Steve Lovell doesn't remember it, but I certainly do. Um, but yeah, so. Yes, Steve, I would have been there, but he, he will be desperate, as, as, as I was saying there before you start asking about pictures of me. Um, he will be desperate to avoid a, a banana skin because Harrow Borough are a side who've got nothing to lose going there, have they? Yeah, I've looked at the results. They've been a bit up and down, um, but you would have thought well in with the quality they've got should have enough to do it. But again, we was in this conversation as well when we went to the folks in the Corinthian game. It does seem strange. I think it worked pretty well last year. There was no replays. Why they've got replays again now, I think, you know, it does seem a little bit strange. Maybe the clubs need the extra money, but maybe they shouldn't do it. That's a different conversation another day. But I think Welling have got enough to do it over 90 minutes anyway. Yes, well, let's let's hope so. Uh, as we heard last week, there's a big, uh, there is a Kent Derby uh, in the FA Cup on Saturday as Dartford take on Hythe. Uh, Folkestone are away to Ashford Town of Middlesex. It's Carl Shorten against Ebbsfleet. Uh, Maidstone go to Chichester won 6-1 on Tuesday night. Uh, Phoenix are home to Redhill after Redhill beat Seven Oaks in their in their replay last week. Seven Oaks were 3-0 up at half time. That can finish 4-3 after 90 minutes to Redhill. Uh, Tunbridge Angels travel to face Hayes and Yedding. Uh, we've already heard Welling take on Harrow. Borough Margate are away to Merstham. Uh, so plenty up for grabs there. Yeah, I was just going to go through the fixtures and see if there's some banana skins there, isn't it? I have to say. Um, there's some real banana skins on, on where we're up to. Um, how many do you think we'll get through? You know, you know, absolutely a car short and difficult one. I mean, Chichester, what, Chichester, what league are Chichester in? Are they not South East, are they? It's really South East, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we might lose a few, John. Hopefully that works in the other way that we won't lose them, but you know. Yeah, so I would hope, it, I would hope we're going to be okay, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some tough games. Yeah, there, there, there it wasn't some, there, a great there, score for us, was it? Really? No, there was nothing that really made you think, oh, brilliant, that's great news. You know, I mean, uh, you'd have been happy if Dartford had got a team from if Dartford had got a Chichester at home, you'd have been happier with you'd have been happy with that. But then at the same time, you feel sorry for Hyde. You've yeah, got yeah. a really tough tie there. You know, we've got to lose one Kent team, but one Kent team goes through. Um, Phoenix Sports will be looking at that as an opportunity, but Redhill have already beaten two Kent sides in Deal and Sevenoaks, so it's going to be tough yeah. uh, for them. Uh, looking back at the National League South over the weekend as well, as we probably should do, Matt, because we haven't really talked about it too much. As we, as we know, Welling didn't play um, because they were playing Hanwell in the uh, FA, uh, in the London Cup, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dartford held 1-1 by Tunbridge Angels. Uh, Maidstone held 2-2 at home to Concord Rangers. Uh, and Ebbsfleet United on the end of a really disappointing result as they lost 3-0 at Hampton Richmond. Back-to-back defeats for Fleet. Uh, so that is a little bit concerning, isn't it? But Dartford still top. Maidstone still second. Uh, Ebbsfleet, though, down to 13th after that. Tumbridge Angels in 17th and Welling in 19th. Uh, but obviously, Welling and, and 
Tommy James have only played five games. Other teams around them have played more. Everett also played five. So uh, still very, very early days. And with only one relegation place, it's not going to be uh, that much of a concern at the moment. But it's Ebbsfleet will be desperate to get back up. And they also have a tricky cup tie. Uh, at the weekend let's move on to the national league then very quickly uh well first of all we're going to hear from uh, a man and who who was disappointed on tuesday night uh, and he's that man who's very very disappointed on tuesday night uh interviewed the diverthetic manager andy hessentyler uh after the game and and started by saying to him well let's just hear what matt had to say shall we so here's matt talking to andy hessentyler first half was probably one of the worst performances i've seen from a davis over in a long time yeah yeah we listen all we can do is uh, apologise to the fans that turned out tonight again. Like they come a long way, and you know we, that's not acceptable, is it? Um, but you got listen as, as bad as we were. You got to give them some credit as well. By the way, you know I'm not going to go. Uh, we can slaughter our players, and we can say how bad we was. But they, you know they, they, the movement was first class. Yeah, they 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 done their job on us. You know they've watched us. They've done their jo- uh, work. Um, to try and stop us from playing. The disappointing thing for me was we didn't do what I asked them to do last night because I knew this would happen. I knew that they would press us from the, and we wanted to play out in the back. So what do you do? You miss out the press. We worked on last night. If they press us, miss out the press. You take the press out of it. And by doing that, it's by just playing a little bit longer into the, to Williamson and, and into uh, to, um, Cosgrave and Miller. And then you miss them three players out. We didn't do it. So, as much as they took it on board what we did on Saturday against Chesterfield, they know in there. They didn't, they didn't take them on. If we started that game again tonight and did what I asked them to do last night, we wouldn't have conceded four goals. How frustrating was it? You know, you conceded two in the space of a minute, then two in the space of a minute just before half-time as well. Yeah, because we was too open. We was too open as a back four uh, because we were trying to play out from the back uh, and we were getting it nicked off of, uh, of us. And that's not what we said to do. You know, and they know that, you know. We, we worked on it yesterday, the, the small time that we worked on, for an hour, um, about what Eastley would do, because we haven't watched, like we do every week, every team. And we've been, we, we want them to play. We want them to play because we can't go too long. But what you do, if a team presses you, you miss out the press. And I'm telling you now, like I said, we, if we started the game tonight, they wouldn't score four goals. All the time you're tippy-tapping, going backwards and forwards and sideways and going back to your goalkeeper and then lose it, you're too open. And we were far too open, simple as that. You know, you look pretty solid on Saturday. You only had two up, going three up. Would, would you look at that? Would that with Gregory being injured? Is that we a bit of We had three up Saturday. We had, we had Gregory, we had... Cosgrave and we had uh, Williamson up against their three centre-halves. They played three centre-halves tonight, so there's no difference in that. If we'd have taken out the press, it wouldn't have been a problem. So it doesn't matter about the three, because we had three on, on Saturday, and we passed the ball Saturday because they didn't press us. They didn't press us. We was able to move the ball and drag them out. Tonight, these pressed us and stopped us from playing, so you miss out the press. It's easy. Yeah, you know, it's a difficult, you know, five games gone in a normal season when you've only got one point on the board, when you've got minus 12 as well puts you in a difficult situation and now you're looking on Saturday against Weymouth you're thinking is that a must win game no not really you know yeah we've got to win we've got to start winning games yeah of course I'll be honest you know we're not we've got to put as much as we're going to keep fighting we just we have to put things into perspective as well by the way you know um, we do, uh, and we could hide behind the, the, the part time it makes a difference 100% it definitely makes a difference you might not have said that Saturday but it will do. It will take its toll. We picked up injuries again. Travis Gregory injured um, from the weekend. Is that a lack of training, is it? 
Well, it doesn't help. Um, but, but not on that one, no, because it's just an ankle problem. Ryan Hansen, that's not lack of training, that's a bang. Um, Raider, that's lack of training. Uh, tonight, TJ, Shin, not lack of training. Uh, James Caton came on, he should have come off, he's pulled his groin. Uh, that's lack of training. It's a soft tissue one. So, so you're bound to the bare bones again, Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Um, we will be. And it's, it, it, listen, got to open our eyes up. We have to be realistic. You know, we're, we are where we are. We're fighting against, the, uh, obviously, the situation. Uh, but we've just got to keep fighting. And up until tonight, for 45 minutes, second half, to be fair, they... The game was over at half-time. It was damage limitation. We won the second half. By the way, Harry Ranson came on. He was a different class. Uh, and Noah, the, the kid from the youth team, very good. So there were two positives. And we kept going. It was another positive because we could have folded and could have easily conceded 10 tonight. Yeah, that, was that the concern at half-time? Yeah, but we had to find a way of doing something different to stop the, the flow of their play. And we did. And we had a couple of opportunities because of scoring on the back stick, Woodsy. Um, and they had a couple of chances where Josh Mann had a good save, but it was damage limitation. What do we do? We've got to take it on the chin, you know. It's probably out of the five games that we've had, that's our worst performance. So you've just got to forget about it and move on. Game's coming thick and fast, you know. Game Saturday and then Tuesday again. Yeah, listen, they're, they're, you know, they'll, go off, they'll go off to their jobs tomorrow morning, get up and go off their jobs. You know, we just mentioned it in here. Jake Goodman looked really tired. Should have left him out, really. You know, he's, he's working. He's worked late, to, you know, early this morning and then got on the bus to, to play, play a game. But they're the things that are going to be tough for us in this division when you've got players having to get up and in tomorrow morning they've got to go work and then we've got to get them in Thursday night to do a bit of a session ready for Weymouth. So, and we're not the only club that does that. Obviously, Weymouth themselves and, and you know, they've started well. So, but I'm just saying, when you're coming up against teams on a regular basis and you're picking up injuries, um, it's going to be difficult for us. I'm a horrible person because, Matt, you're, you're a very good friend of mine. I, I care about you deeply. Um, you sent me a lovely gift and, and a lovely message for my video. But, but you're wet, you're I found it hilarious <laughs> when you messaged me at half time on Tuesday night and said, oh, I'm going to see us concede seven. I've never done that before. There's just something about that gallows humour that just makes me smile. And, um, yeah, um, you, you told me that you played well against Chesterfield on Saturday. Very well, very well yeah. And then you follow up with that against a team who only had two points all season, hadn't won a game, and 4-0 down at half-time tells a, a, a pretty unpleasant story, doesn't it? Yeah, and that interview there, which is also um, beyond on Radio Ken as well, but friends mentioned that. Um, there, He mentioned about, it works well on Saturday. We had two up, and we exploited Cosgrove's pace against things like that. Played well Saturday, didn't create too many chances, but we were the better team, a lot of possession, looked good. And it just didn't work. Miller came back into the side. Miller, you know, a lot's gone on in five years. So and he's not the shadow he was. Came into the side. Doesn't really work with him at the moment. And, you know, preferred Eastley. Eastley were good. They've got some quality players in there. I have to say, young, hungry, used the width of the pitch and just ripped us apart. And we just weren't picking up any runners in the midfield. And it was just embarrassing when you can see two in the space of a minute and then just before half-time, two in the space of a minute again. So... Yeah, we were all over the place and it's the optimism that kills you because, you know, after Saturday, you know, I went to bed on Saturday and thought, oh, well, yeah, we've got, you know, if we can get a, if we can get a point there, then win at Weymouth or we were on a bit of a roll. But, you know, after 20 minutes when you're 2-0 down and looking pretty 
appalling. As I, I remember, I think I was trying to fix. My nephew texted me, and I said, I said in the commentary, I can't remember the last time I've seen David four 0 down half time, and he and he looked back and said, oh, we were three 0 down against Woking, and we lost six one that time. Um, but I, I think I was much down there because we just joined the National League and thought, oh, we're going to. I remember be, it well, yeah. Um, from that, but yeah, but this was just, you know, we, you know, second half we got a goal, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think easily, you know, put the foot off the gas, could have scored more. Beckson, he was okay, not great, um, made a couple of good saves, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, 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 I'd be worried if you know after how many games we played, five is it, five, yeah, five, and um, the one point on the board, and we didn't have minus twelve. We're now in minus twelve, it's. It's going to be tough for us to do it, and and you perform like that, and you know he says it, the the players didn't do the you know the tactic. The tactic what he said in his interview was really right. Just hit the ball long as much as possible. And on Saturday he said, oh maybe I shouldn't hit the ball long. So it just seems a bit disjointed, really. Um, I, I did do something that I've never done before though, John. I have to say yesterday. What's that? Bibbs and Cones man, wasn't I? What a game! Were you? Yeah, Bibbs and Cones man. Richard Harvey needed some help, so I was there. So we know, you know, when they throw the ball up and whack it at a goal, I was the man behind trying a to be avoided because we couldn't hit the target for a start, and secondly, get the ball from the crowd. These kids who were trying to nick the ball. So yeah, Bibbs and Cones man as well now. Great stuff. I, I must say to you as well, that's a bloody long way you've gone Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I drove past there twice, and both times I thought, why is he going all that way? Um, because I'm an idiot. That? I mean, no, no. I, I say it's the farewell tour of the National League. Yeah. So, um, and, 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 um, yeah, I probably thought about that when I rolled in to my front door at half past one last night. Because um, mm. my, my, my daughter gets the live text on her phone and uh, she, she said, oh, not going well at half time, Dad. I said, no, I've let mum know. And basically, I think Sarah just rolled her eyes. <laughs> you know, that they'd lost. So, yeah. But, yeah, yes. Is the optimism that kills you or something? Isn't it? Hope that kills you. Hope yeah. yeah, like that kills you, isn't it? So, but. Yes, I must just say that the way that he retold the, the, the sentence to where, of him getting home at half past one in the morning was slightly different in the message he sent me <laughs> rather than he's, what he's just said to you, everybody. Yeah. He's uh, probably, probably pleased to see me, though. That guy, oh, good. He's well pleased to see me, yeah. So she, she didn't care that we got dicked. Um, sorry, beaten, sorry. Uh, probably got were beaten as well on Saturday 3-2 at home by Boreham Wood uh, their game on Tuesday night was called off uh, they were supposed to be playing Woking but uh, some Covid uh, in, in Woking and then uh, on Saturday Bromley are at home to Barnet at 3 o'clock kickoff and uh, a comedy programme on BBC uh, <laughs> comedy programme on BT Sports at 20 past 5 a change your scheduled listings as uh, Weymouth take on Dover Athletic in a televised football encounter uh, that should be fun for us all obviously Matt you're being uh, Billy Big Balls on Saturday yeah, yeah. so you're not interested in Dover Athletic but you'll be able to catch some of the game I'd imagine on your, on your way home Nice. Um, yes, yeah. Um, again, I think I think it impressed me when I said, "Oh, if Weymouth win, they'll be like eighteen points clear." Of it. <laughs> and Weymouth are going to finish second from bottom, I think. So there you go. Yes, uh, and then Tuesday night, Dover are in action again as they host Solihull Moors in that I'll game. Be home earlier that time from the start of the season, and hopefully yeah. it won't be as unpleasant for him as it was the other day. Project, right, very, project very... thirty rather than project three thousand. I think they're choosing. <laughs> Uh, very quickly, we'll run through the Isthmian League uh, results over the weekend. Loads of games in both divisions. Uh, not some great results for some people. Uh, but on Saturday in the Premier Division, 
Uh, Folks and Victor beat Horsham by two goals to one. Uh, Margate were 4-2 winners over Leatherhead. And then on Sunday, Cray Wanderers were beaten 1-0 at home by Potters Bar Town. And, and it didn't get any better for Danny Kedwell and Cray Wanderers. They were beaten 4-0 by Corinthian Casuals on Tuesday night. Warren Mafula uh, of Sheffield United last season got a hat-trick in that game, I believe. Uh, Margate also beaten on Tuesday night as they lost 2-1 at Hornchurch. Uh, ben Greenhall's goal cancelled out by two for Sam Higgins. Uh, and folks in Victor also pegged back uh, as they drew 1-1 with East Thurrock United. So disappointing results there and very quick to the South East Division because I know Matt needs to go uh, very soon and, and probably so do I. So in the South East Division on Saturday, it was Corinthian 1, Sittingbourne 4. Uh, High Town 1-0 winners at East Grinstead. Uh, Franny Con in penalty. It was Faversham 0, Cray Valley 4. Uh, Hernbay 2, Phoenix Sports 0. Lansing 1, Whitstable Town 0. Uh, Ramsgate 2, Chichester 2, Seven Oaks beaten 4-1 at home by Hastings. It was VCD 1, Haywards Heath 1 and Ashford were 4-1 winners at Whitehawk. Uh, that set up a top-of-the-table clash uh, on Tuesday night between Ashford and Herne Bay and it ended 2-1 uh, to the 10 men of Ashford. Uh, Jay May and Johan Tahors scoring with Tom Fagg sent off there. Uh, it was Corinthian 1, 3 Bridges 1. Uh, Cray Valley beaten 5-3 at East Grinstead. It was High Town 2, Sitting Bourne 1, so delight for Steve Watt after being on the show last week. Uh, Phoenix Sports 0, Seven Oaks Town 3, uh, and it was Ramsgate 2, Faversham 1, and Whitstable Town finally got their first point of the season, a late goal, getting a 1-1 draw against VCD Athletic. But disappointing start to the season for, for Lloyd Blackman's men, and that defeat at Lansing must have been a real blow for them. Matt. Yeah, yeah, disappointing. Um there was a bit of optimism when they had some new sponsors coming in, didn't they, and things like that, and what they could do, how they can get forward. But yes, disappointing start. We always seem to have one Kent side that doesn't do too well at the beginning of the start of the season, don't we? The other sides that sort of do well, there's always one that's struggling. It's fingers crossed they can uh, move up the table pretty damn quick. Yeah, no league fixtures this weekend for in the Premier because our sort of, for our sides anyway because they're uh, either in a cup action or their teams they should have been playing are in cup action. But in the South East Division, we have got a handful of fixtures. Uh, Faversham Town at home to East Grinstead. Uh, Ashford travel to Haywards Heath. It's Herne Bay against Corinthian. Uh, Seven Oaks against Ramsgate. And Three Bridges against Cray Valley PM. Uh, so that's pretty much it for this week's uh, Kent Nonny podcast. Matt has got to go home. He told me that earlier on. Uh, just think, Matt, if you'd pressed the record button at the start, we'd be finished by now. I have to say, I enjoyed repeating my same old gags. They don't get better second time around, really, do they? No, they, they weren't brilliant the first time, to no, be exactly, honest. But yeah, um, but yeah so, um, yes, I, well, I don't know what to say. Well, I, what I need to say is good luck to Kent Spitfires on Saturday. Yes, the football's interesting, but let's hope Kent can bring home the T20 Blast Trophy uh, on Saturday. They've had a good win again today, so a massive, massive good luck to them. Um, and good luck to all of our teams in the FA Cup. Um, it'd be nice to have lots of teams in the hat for the draw uh, the, the next round, and then one more round, and one of you might get to knock out Dover. So, you know, keep on going. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can find us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast. I am at John Phipps81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Please contact him for all of your recording needs. Uh, he never lets you down. Um, and uh, yes, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks to all of our guests for their time. And we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast. I might have got in at 1.30, but would I do it again if I had to? Probably. Glutton for punishment. There you go.